going on, everybody? My name is Natasha Shorts, and you're listening to Noted by Natasha and Friends. Got our praise and thank you so much for this time that we get to just have fun, that we get to talk about our dreams, that we get to use our giftings and talents to honor you. God, we invite you into this space. I pray that you would allow both of us the courage to just be, be who you made us, to laugh, to kiki, <laughs> to have a good time, um, but to really just up, uplift your name in all this, Lord. I pray that you would give Gabby just words and allow her to even be able to process um, on this and let it just be exactly what one girl needs to hear, what one woman needs to hear to get her dream going or to reignite her desire to know you or to trust you, Lord. We pray for the women that will listen to this, that they would be encouraged, that they would love this, they would, um, that they would be men listening to understand women better and to love the women in their lives better, Jesus. We praise you and thank you so much for this time and we thank you just for being with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today I have Gabrielle Clark, Gabby, Gabsta, Silent Assassin, all the names on here today. How are you doing, Gabby? I am doing good. So fun to be recording with you today. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this is going to be really good. We've been talking about this um, for a while now. And so it's fun to be able to have you to start this off. So just to give you guys a little bit about why, yeah, Gabby's on here. Gabby is a dreamer. She's been dreaming for a few years now. And it's been fun to even watch her and encourage her really follow where God's calling her. So I love Gabby for a lot of reasons, but the past few years, it's been really fun to see how God has allowed Gabby and I to go through like some similar seasons in life. So both of us have been struggling through singleness together. Both have been thriving in singleness. Both of us have been felt um, called to take these huge faith steps and move. And both of us have this huge dream that we're going to talk about in a second. And now both of us are moving back, which is crazy. Um, which I hopefully by the time you, uh, <laughs> by the time this airs, you're going to tell everybody, right? <laughs> is that going to happen? Or? Yeah, that should be happening soon. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> that timing is good <laughs> okay good okay so i kind of just want us to um just get to know you a little bit more like i know you well and everything but everyone listening doesn't they know a little bit about you or they may not know you at all and so before we dive into this conversation about dreaming big just introduce yourself like what do you want people to know about you yes so I say, first and foremost, I'm a follower of Jesus. I say that because that, like, Jesus dictates, like, what I do. He's my motivation as far as, like, the dreams that we'll talk about later. So that's just, like, a huge part of me and who I am today here in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, also, I am a recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I say recovering because I don't want that to be my identity, but uh, people pleaser because I'm still struggling with like trying to please the Lord over people and that also has to do a lot with these dreams mm. um, I would also say recently I've started calling myself the Sinclair James of the friend group all right man own it <laughs> yes, so if you know me and Natasha know because living single is our show mm. but Sinclair James is one of the main characters on living single and Sinclair James is goofy quirky she is the last one in the friend group to get the jokes, um, but she loves laughing and just putting smiles on people's faces. And so I identify a lot with Sinclair James. Um, so if you don't know Living Single, you should watch it. Right, Tasha? They need to yeah. watch it. It's better. It came out before Friends. Friends is based off of Living Single. Okay. Appropriation to his finest. But we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, 
And I think another thing about me is that I'm a sports fanatic. So mm-hmm. ever since I can remember, I've been playing sports. Um, I love watching sports, all different sports. So on a weekend outside of Corona, um, you can find <laughs> me like at a sporting event because uh, I just love, love, love sports. Playing them, watching them, whatever. So it's a little bit about me. So this actually leads right into the first like question, the thing I want to talk about with you. Like, tell us just about yeah, sports and your passion and love. Like, how did this all begin? Like, what, um, you do you doing something specifically with basketball? How did that get started? So yeah, I would say when I was seven, like I started playing basketball. But since the age of four, I was playing sports. So I grew up playing t-ball. So sports have like always been a huge part of my life. And basketball since the age of seven, all the way through. Um, and I just love basketball. I think automatically I loved it just because of my height gave me a huge advantage. Um, like I was as a seven year old automatically good be- just because of my height, right? Like put me under the basket, get some rebounds, get putbacks. Um, and so that um, automatically like made me love it because just like the natural ability I had and just like my height, it just made me good as a seven year old. Um, and I grew up like around a lot of boys. My only sibling is my brother and I grew up around a lot of our boy cousins. So I just love playing sports with boys. So from a young age, like, I just really love sports and love playing them. So that's really where my passion started, like playing my brother in the front yard, him beating me up because he's like mm-hmm. bigger than me and pushing me around. But me just like being motivated to like be better than the boys. Um, so yeah, that's somewhere that passion came from. And so I love it. I miss it now, like being outside of college sports. Um, since I moved to LA, I haven't really found the league, haven't been playing it. And now no sports on TV. So I'm like really missing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where like my love um, and passion for the game like first originated as like a little seven lanky year old posting up um, by the court. You mentioned your move back to L.A., but, like, where are you originally from? What was it like growing up? Like, and how does that play into your dream? hmm So, yeah, I am originally from South Central L.A. Um, one of my friends, one of me and Tasha's friends, she jokes around saying that I could throw a rock from my house to Watts. Um, so I'm, like, right next door to Watts, right next door to Compton, so, like, in the middle and the heart of LA Um, and just growing up uh, my brother and I were very sheltered just because of our surroundings Um, so like always home when the streets lights go off um, and mom dad always had to know where we were just because it wasn't always safe um, in this community where we grew up Um, but just growing up like I went to school in San Diego so I moved there then I was in Arizona for a little bit but like most of my life, I always wanted to get away from LA because um, just having like this love-hate relationship with South Central of seeing mm-hmm. it through like the eyes of how other people saw it as like dirty and trouble and mm-hmm. yeah, just a lot of those things. Um, and it took like a couple of different experiences for me to like love the inner city, to love South Central, I'm still working on that, but to like desire to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, just like different experiences that um, I've within the past five years experienced that gave me a desire to like serve in the inner city um, and be here. Um, so yeah, I'm back in South Central now. I, like I said, I was in San Diego, then I moved to Arizona. God brought me back here. Um, I thought for long term, 
maybe for short, short term, still working on that, but I'm thinking just short term of being back here, but to go to another inner city. Um, Cause I think there's just so much, there's need everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. there's brokenness everywhere. There's a need everywhere. Um, but I think God has just given me the desires to be in an inner city mm-hmm. to give girls through, which we'll talk about just my dream, We're but to give like girls an opportunity um, for basketball. Like basketball is expensive. I was privileged enough to have parents that um, were able to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for me to go to camps, to play travel ball, to travel around the country, um, to play basketball. But that's not the reality for most girls in the inner city. So like my desire is to go and be in the inner city and to like bring those resources and opportunities to girls that otherwise wouldn't have them. So it's just like this crazy journey of just me with inner city and just like wanting to get away from the inner city now wanting to be in it just like how as god has like worked on my heart Mm -hmm. um so i like don't see myself living anywhere other than inner city um and really being like invested in in whatever community that may be let's break that down though because you talked about like this this desire to get away and because of these like stereotypes for lack of a better term of like where your home is and what that looks like and stuff like can first can you break that down of like what are those things that you saw and where did you see them at? Like, what are those, those things that you heard about your community and where did you hear them at? And then what was the process of that shifting? Mm-hmm. So talking about, like I mentioned, privilege already. Um, my mom, growing up, she was very um, determined to, like, make sure my brother and I had decent education um, and just in the schools that are surrounding, so, like, my home schools, the schools in my neighborhood, they just didn't provide um, like the best opportunities for like a better education for my brother and I. So my whole K through 12 education, I went to schools outside of my neighborhood. I was in something called the magnet program, um, Mm -hmm. which allowed me to go to any school in the Los Angeles school district. And if you're familiar with LA, like that's a lot of schools with like many different social economic statuses, many different ethnicities. So my, um, elementary school that I went to was uh, predominantly black um, in a city called Carson, which is, um, yeah, it's like families. Most of my friends came from like two parent households, um, parents working. So that's just kind of what that community was like. When I went to middle school, I went to a school in Rancho Palos Verdes. And even if you don't know anything about Rancho Palos Verdes, just from the title of the city, you can tell it's fancy. So, like, the school was, like, near the beach, up on a hill. Um, the neighborhood surrounding that middle school was mostly white, even though um, a lot of kids got busted. So it was, like, a very diverse school. But um, I just can remember, like, going to my friend's house, um, even in elementary and middle school, and they lived in, like, two-story houses. Both parents in the household. Both um, Parents were married. So, like, going to my friends' houses in those communities just looked very different from where I grew up and where I live. And so I think that that gave me, like, the eyes to see, like, what else is out there. And I, most of my life, I think as a child, not being able to fully process that, I thought I saw, like, those communities as, like, better than what I came from at home. So, um, yeah, so I think that's what initially made me, like, look down on, like, the inner city and where I grew up for, from, because I thought, like, 
because you had a two-parent household or your parents were married, you lived in a two-story house, like, I thought that was, like, better um, Mm -hmm. than what I came from. So I think that's what initially, like, always made me want to get outside of the um, inner city because, like, oh, their lives are perfect out Mm -hmm. there compared Mm -hmm. to, like, what we're struggling with out here. Not being able to um, realize as a kid, like, nobody's perfect and we all have our struggles where they may look different but everyone's struggling everyone has brokenness um so i think that's like initially what made me always want to get out of the inner city um and yeah just wrestling with that as like a 12 year old um but just through like the opportunities like i did something that you did also natasha called urban project los angeles which for better terms is a missions project um but it's here in the city of la in the inner city where you get to serve um just local communities churches um boys and girls clubs housing projects just getting to serve in those communities and also like learning about you know justice learning about race learning about you know all the all the hard conversations that are needed uh, through a biblical context and so the um, place that I served at is actually like three minutes from my house (laughs) Um, and so that was just really fun just being able to serve in the community that I grew up in and I think that's when like my perspective of the inner city change, like looking at it through God's eyes, like how God sees people um, and just like the dignity and the worth in all people. Um, mm-hmm. And that we all like need Jesus and we're all hurting no matter what kind of social economic status we may have grown up in or currently in. So is there any moments um, that, you can, that you can remember during that project that like, there was just light bulbs? Like, was it just being on there, um, being at Watts the first time or like, where was it? Where well, even was it like, how were you feeling even going into the project knowing that like it was in your community? Like it was in, at least in your city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The crazy thing is this housing project, I've like drove by it many a times, like my whole life, but I had never stepped foot in it because you know, it's dangerous or whatnot. Um, and I think just really getting to know the people from that community is really what shifted my heart. Um, just like getting to understand like, their needs and like how even though I grew up three minutes from them like my life and the way that I grew up looks mm-hmm. so much different from like the kids that live in that community so mm-hmm. I really think just getting to know them um, as kids as children and then even some of the adults that live in that community is really like what struck my eye what I noticed um, and even playing basketball which that ties into the whole dream portion but being able to play basketball with some of the girls there and just like seeing their raw natural talent that more than likely no one taught them. They're just gifted in that way. Um, And being able to play basketball, you know, like I said, basketball just brings people together. So I just like, I was able to build a lot of cool relationships with some of the girls because of basketball. So I know from knowing you, that's your dream of for this, which we'll talk about in a second, um, first started. And actually, you know, let's just talk about what is your dream? Let's just talk about it. Because we've been dancing around it. Let's talk about what is your dream? So I think to answer that question of what my dream is, I first need to talk about my passions. And so some of my passions um, are like, I've been talking about basketball. So that's a huge passion. Um, Children and youth are another huge passion. 
kind of like how basketball has always been a part of my life since I can remember. So have children. My mom to this day has a childcare at our house. So I was like forced to like kids from a very young age. Um, and I actually do like them now. Um, I love kids. Um, but I think like that's another huge passion of mine is just being able to like come alongside kids and youth like um, to develop them as leaders and like the people that God created them to be. Mm. Um, so say basketball, children and youth, um, also just like dignity and worth. Um, when I think of just like the things that God like opened my eyes to through the Urban Project Los Angeles was just like the dignity and worth in each person, mm -hmm. um, no matter their background, no matter their current circumstances, but everyone like matters here on this earth. And then the last is serving. So I, I love doing like a lot of the behind the scenes work, some of the grunt work um, and just coming alongside people and just like serving and helping them with like with the expectation of nothing in return. Mm. So those four things, basketball, child, children and youth, um, dignity and worth and then serving. And so my dream is just all of those four things together um, and a basketball organization where it serves girls from um, inner city neighborhoods and just being able to give them the opportunities um, like I talked about for basketball so like whether it's camps or like a travel team those things that cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars but creating a nonprofit um, to create those opportunities um, for girls and so also think of like the holistic girl or the holistic teenage girl of just like basketball is the platform but really like just being able to develop them, come alongside them and develop like spiritually, athletically, emotionally, mentally. Um, basketball is a platform for like all those things to be nurtured and cared for. So yeah, I just get so excited thinking about it. I love when you talk about it. You're like so, uh, you're all smiley and whatnot. You're just like very confident in it. Like, oh, go ahead, Gabby. So that, that's the Lord, cause that hasn't always been the situation. So tell us about that. Tell us about that journey from going from, okay, this, this thought that came up in Urban Project to like it actually becoming a real, a real dream in your head to even like that, that, that um, path to make it a reality or like, which is continuing to happen. Right. But like, yeah. Tell us about that journey. Whew, okay. So, um, <laughs> a journey for sure. So I think just a little context, um, yeah, summer of 2017, our urban project is when the Lord like gave me this dream. And at that time, I was on staff with Athletes in Action with, yeah, this dream that the Lord gave me, it kind of just seemed like the life that I had with Athletes in Action being a full-time staff member would like slowly be coming to an end to like start this new dream um, and this new passion that the Lord has given me. So at the time, back in 2017, I was like, no, I don't want to leave full-time ministry. Like, I love my job and my coworkers and the students that I get to work with. So I didn't want to have to leave that. And so at that time, I thought, like, the world was coming to an end because <laughs> um, just my comfort um, and the life that I was living. So initially, it was really hard. Um, and so I just think like these past three years have totally been like the Lord just sweetly and patiently like working on my heart with it. 
um, which I think back in 2017, like my desires were to be on staff with Athletes in Action. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the Lord throughout these past three years has turned his desires to my desires Mm -hmm. um, of just like me at first, like this sounds really good, but I don't want to do this. And just like throughout the past three years, it's like, oh, this sounds really good. Like, this is who I am. This fits like my passions and just the way the Lord has wired me. And it's like, okay, I can kind of see this as something I would want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like a uh, nonprofit. Like, I don't know anything about nonprofit or like business, legal, IRS, what? Um, and so I just think like the Lord just like met me um, personally in it, just like knowing how he's wired me of just like softly and gently just like making me um, take like these big steps of faith. And so like um, I went from full-time staff to part-time staff with Athletes in Action. And so I was part-time staff for one year. And then after that one year of being part-time, I left staff completely. And so just even in that of like him, like slowly allowing me to like say goodbye to that life um, as a full-time staff member with Athletes in Action. And then, um, yeah, moving back to LA where I've been able to like pursue and plan um, and just dream more about the nonprofit. So I would say there's been like so many tears, Mm -hmm. um, so many tears, like tears of, oh my gosh, all my friends from Athletes in Action, I'm going to lose them and never see them again. Not true. Um, and tears of like, I don't want to move back to LA. I love life in Arizona. Um, I love my community, um, jobs. Um, and now being in LA, um, and just, yeah, the Lord, like my desire, I would say like a hundred percent, my desire now is to start this nonprofit. Like I can't think of doing anything other than doing this. And so I just think it's been like a three-year process of, Again, like I said, like, you know, like the Lord making his desires for my life, my desires um, versus like the thought of like, no, Lord, this is my desire and you're going to make it be your desire too. you know, like Mm -hmm. I know I can sometimes try and manipulate God to get what I want to get, but just like allowing the Lord to work in my life um, and in my heart so that his desire for my life, I would say is now my desire. So it's been hard. Um, it's been really hard, but I'm just like glad to see and be able to look back on like all the little steps, mm-hmm. the little things, right? We say little, but God doesn't see any step as little. It's always a big step. Um, but seeing like all these steps that I've done that are putting me to the place that um, I'm walking in now and where I will be walking soon. Yeah. So I love how you said like God doesn't see any step as little. Um, they're all like big steps because I think a lot of times when we talk about chasing our dreams, we feel like we have to quit everything at the moment, like, and just take this huge leap that's like not really planned out, like whatever it is. And maybe that for some people that may be what they're called to do, but even just seeing in your story, just God's graciousness for, to allow you to be able to take it step by step. Um, I don't know, I think that's really dope. And even just how like those steps were still ordered, right? Those steps were still like the, the places you were supposed to go and the things you're supposed to do. Like that's encouraging. But I want you to take it back to like, so you talked about leaving Arizona. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta go back to the story or whatever. You did a great summary. I love it. But <laughs> take it, take it um, further. So like um, you're, you're, you're part-time 
what what was it that made you realize that you not even just not even just like part time maybe like when when did you realize okay you need to actually switch from being in this ministry full time to not and then I want you to talk about like how was that for you when you were like okay I'm really about to be done like I'm really about like I love my job here I love what I'm doing but God's called me elsewhere like because I, as your friend I knew it was a lot of a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of like, but like describe that for the listeners. Mm -hmm. So I think um, just, gosh, I guess like the past five years of the Lord just like growing my heart and helping me to understand oneness. And so when I say like oneness, um, just in the sense that like everyone on this earth was created for a purpose and like has worth, dignity, significance in the Lord. So just like, how men and women were equal because, you know, we're gods, like nobody is greater than or less than, um, things like that. Like we all have a purpose here and that's like equal. It's no different from someone else's. Um, and I think like the Lord has just really shown me that in the sense of like inner city, um, justice, mercy, race, you know, all that stuff that we need to keep talking about. Um, and I think, like, as I was diving into, like, those conversations, as I was, like, starting to read books and just learning more, like, my desire to be in the inner city and with also children and youth started to grow bigger than, like, my desire to be um, discipling, not discipling, but to be, like, ministering full-time um, on a college campus. And so, like, when I started um, staff with Athletes in Action, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Like, this is the only thing that I desire to do. But like, over time, as I grew and like, oneness, then that desire to be around children and youth from the inner city started to rise above um, wanting to be on in-campus ministry full-time. And so I think like, that's when some of those changes started to begin, where I started to like, consider um, leaving staff and so like that what, still wasn't what did that feel like though was it like a restlessness like was it just like these thoughts these covers like what, what that what was that like yeah I feel like it was a huge rest restlessness of that word <laughs> I feel like I had to wrestle with that a lot um just because I guess like full-time ministry was what I knew in the current and like, I wasn't able to see anything beyond that. I wasn't able to see like exactly what life outside of ministry would look like. And so I was like, no, this is what I know. I want to stay in this because it's what I know. But yet I felt like the Lord tugging on my heart to be with like children and youth in the inner city. So there was like that tug, that wrestle. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's good. And, like, a lot of conversations with people about, like, the possibility of leaving, if I could even do, like, both at the same time, which I didn't feel like God was calling me to do both. I feel like I knew, like, what God was calling me to do, and it would have been easy for me to, like, do both, which I kind of did when I was part-time for that one year. I was also a preschool teacher through Head Start, um, which Head Start serves low economic um children and their families. So I kind of did both, but I knew that both wasn't going to be long-term. Mm -hmm. I knew that was like short. Um, and yeah, even when I made the decision to like leave staff, there was like 
people started asking like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, is this what you really want to do? And I was so sure, like, there was no doubt in my mind that I was, like, doing the wrong thing. I just, like, had this peace um, that I was doing what the Lord was calling me to do. And even to this day, I still have that peace. So, yeah, yeah, it was hard. But I think having peace, knowing I was, like, doing what the Lord was calling me to do. So what do you think was the hardest part about all of this? Having to say goodbye. Mm. And I say that, like, that seems easy, right? You know, it's like, oh, you're leaving. You say goodbye. Um, But I think in terms of, yeah, like, some things as far as, like, campus ministry, the four students that I was um, working with, discipling, they were all ending their junior year. So they would all just have, like, one more year left, and then they would be graduating. And so I'm like... I'm having to say goodbye to them and it's their senior year. Like, come on, God, can I just stay one more year so I can see them like graduate, see them compete their senior season. Um, and I think just like having to say like goodbye, my roommate, shout out to Kathleen. Like <laughs> Kathleen was like the best roommate I've ever had, like through college, young adult life. Um, just living with Kathleen was so fun. Having to say goodbye um, to my staff team, um athletes in action i like enjoyed working with learned so much from i'm gonna say goodbye to my church so i think of like how kathleen was like the best roommate i've ever had my church was like the best community like it was the first church that i felt truly a part of Mm -hmm. um and yeah just like that community was so great like being there as a church plant like i saw it i was there second week that it started and just being able to see the growth So I think saying goodbye and knowing that like there was so much more that was going to happen that I wanted to be a part of, but the Lord always reminded me, I'm going to do what I want to do, whether you're here or not, Gabrielle. So (laughs) yes, like I invite you to be a part of what I'm doing, but I don't need you to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, feel humble. (laughs) I'll say goodbye. Um, so yeah, I think that was some of the hardest things of just like really how I um, was invested in just like community life, mm-hmm. um, work in AIA and having to say goodbye um, to all that. So was there fear that came with that? Like you packed up your car, you moved out of your apartment, you're going back to LA at this point and like, okay, I'm gonna follow this dream. Like did, you didn't have a, did you have a job then? Like you were going back to live with who? Like, what was, what was that drive like? <laughs> yeah, so there was, oh, the drive. Okay. Because <laughs> the drive was rough. Um, I think, um, yeah, just leaving. So one, I was coming back to LA to live um, at my mom's house where I grew up because I my mind was not ready to pay um, LA rent prices. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I will save some money um, and live at home. And when I came back, um, I had started talking to my current um, job, like going through the hiring process. So I didn't fully have a job, but I was like doing the interviewing and things like that. Um, So, yes, but the driving itself was really hard. So I drove back to L.A. It's like a six-hour drive by myself tears on tears on tears. Mm. Um, but a lot of tears just because of 
just God's faithfulness and those four years that I was in Arizona. Um, and also of like, why am I have, why do I have to leave? But also tears of like, um, just the unknown, like not knowing what's going to come in LA, like knowing the dream and the desires the Lord has given me, but not like really knowing how that's going to come out to play. Um, which, you know, causes us to trust in the Lord. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think there was just like a lot in that of just like processing the past four years. But at the same time, like trying to look forward to like what's gonna come without really knowing what's gonna come. Um, so yeah, it was a really hard transition. And then also like moving to LA, um, it's basically been, I don't know, I was in Arizona for four years. Then I was in college in San Diego for six years. So it's kind of been like 10 years since I've been in LA. Granted, I was home for one year in between college and moving to Arizona, but it's been since I was like 18 years old, since I lived here um, long-term. But yeah, so community was non-existent. I didn't have a church home. So it's kind of like starting all over in a big city, which Mm -hmm. if anyone has done that, like granted, starting all over in any city is hard, but a city like LA, has just been really hard. Um, so yeah, just like feeling a lot of loneliness, um, just like the lack of community. Um, but just to look back and see what the Lord has done in this season has been really sweet. So there's a lot in that, but the Lord's just been doing a lot. Let's just say that. Okay. Well, that goes into the next question though, of like, how has God met you in these fears and these hard times? Yes. So, um, how's the Lord met you? So I think one thing is, um, just being able to dream. Um, so I like started a dream journal. Actually, I think I started that back in Arizona, but it's been here in LA where I've actually been like committed to it and like writing down things that like ideas that the Lord is giving me. Um, so that's just been really sweet that in the midst of like, feeling like I'm alone um, or lonely that um, I've been able to like devote more time to the nonprofit and like dreaming and planning. Um, And I think also of just like when I first moved out here, it was so hard um, just the transition, but just like reading scripture, like just came alive to me and like new ways that hadn't before of like thinking of people that are like, hurting and like how the Lord met them in times like that. So just getting to be like more um, honest with the Lord of like, why did you have me move here? Like, I want to go back. Um, and like just crying to him and things like that. So I feel like I've grown in this time that I've been back in LA. Um, and even with Rona, if you don't know who Rona is, Rona is coronavirus. Black people call it Rona for short. Um, friends here call it Coco. <laughs> that's the first time I haven't heard of Coco. Oh, mm-hmm. Coco, that sounds, but Coco sounds so like sweet and innocent. Like, mm-hmm. oh, precious little Coco. Coronavirus ain't precious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think in this time of like being at home so much, um, I've been able to just dream a lot more. And even, like, dream, dream. Like, in my dream, I've dreamed so much about basketball. 
I don't know if it's because there's no basketball on TV right now <laughs> or if it's because of the nonprofit that I want to build. But, like, I've gone back to high school basketball, to college mm-hmm. basketball. Like, I'm just dreaming about it all. So oh, wow. who knows what the Lord's doing in that. But um, I think that, yeah, just being able to dream and plan um, a lot more with this time being home. So, wow, that's just so awesome. So, like, but, like, when you first got home, even just, like, like, was it easy for you to hop into, okay, all right, God, I'm going to be honest with you how I feel. Okay, I'm going to start planning and dreaming. Like, what was that even, that early process of, like, okay, now I'm home. What now? Yeah, so it was not hard or not easy at all. So a part of me didn't want to start dreaming because or like acting on the basketball organization because I didn't want to be in LA I needed to also process and like heal the move to um LA um because again I didn't want to be here so it's like Mm -hmm. how can I dream and plan Mm -hmm. um to do something in a space that I didn't want to be in Mm -hmm. um so of like you know just the Lord working on my heart um with this transition with the new job, um, with trying to find a new church, like not being at my church at Arizona that I love so much. Um, so I just felt like over the fall, um, and part of the winter, I just needed to give myself the space to like heal, to transition, and to like handle stuff within myself before being able to like focus essentially on others, like this basketball organization that would serve others. So I need to serve myself first uh, before Ooh. moving out. That's yeah. a word. That that's so real though. Like, okay, that's that. <laughs> but like, how? Why? Why do you think that is so important for you, for you to have taken that time mm-hmm. to get yourself figured out? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just think of like not being able. Like my cup felt empty at that time, and so like with my cup being empty. Um, I wasn't able to pour out anything. And so, and even looking at it now, like um, the most planning and dreaming that I have done is has been in this season where I have felt like more emotionally healthy and like just at a better place. So I just feel like back then in the fall, like I had nothing to dream about or nothing to plan about because like me, myself, I wasn't like at a good place. And so, like, nothing could, like, flow out from me. Um, so, yeah, I, like, needed to get my cup filled through just, like, taking those months, just work on myself. Um, I was also, like, starting a new job in the fall. So, like, that transition also. So, it just felt like a lot of transitions at one time. And I just needed to give my, myself that space of, like, you know, just healing transitioning, processing, all that stuff um, as the Lord was, like, growing me to be at, like, the better place that I am now. So what would you say to someone who is in a similar place of, like, I have this dream, I have this desire, but I am mostly spent, especially right now, and, like, being enrolled in, like, maybe even struggling with some depression, anxiety, and they're even struggling with just with shaming themselves into trying to, to, like, work up the energy to, to this dream what would you encourage them to do we got this uh ice cream truck soundtrack <laughs> ask you can you hear the ice cream truck y'all that's um a part of life in south central that i love we have like three or four ice cream trucks a day 
that come by. So this is the first one of the day. There will be more to come. Um, <laughs> makes me think of childhood memories running after the ice cream truck. Mm. Um, but that is such a great question. Um, and I think for that person, I would encourage you to go at your own pace. Um, I feel like when I first moved to LA, I kind of like put this pressure on myself that I needed to plan. I like moved to LA to like get this started. Like I have to do this now. Like I can't waste time. I need to meet all my goals and things like that. Um, and then I just got to like that place I was talking about where it was like, I can't right now. Like I need to focus on other things and that's okay. Like, um, yeah, I feel like even now in the season of Rona, I've seen stuff on social media where it's like, if you don't come out of this virus, this person, then what have you done with your life? It's like, we're all so different, right? Like, we're all struggling with different things. Some of us may be like caring for people that are sick, or we may not be working and trying to struggle, like struggling with that. Mm -hmm. So like, we're all dealing with other, we're all dealing with our own things, and we all have to go at our own pace. Mm. Um, and so sometimes like in some seasons that may be like, okay, let me make all these deadlines, like this goal, I want to make this goal. And in some seasons, it's like, I need to go at a slower pace mm. and that's okay. Um, and so I would say like to trust the Lord's timing, um, mm. and that like whatever you're doing, um, he already knows like the details of it. He already knows like when it's going to come to be and things like that. And so just to like rest in his timing, um, mm. And also that he'll get you through it too. Um, so yeah, there's no recipe for whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's whatever you're doing, there's no like standard recipe, like this is how it has to be done. Mm -hmm. um, but to just go at your pace and that's okay. So that's like one thing that I've learned. Um, and like, even though um, you may not be seeing fruit from like this one area like there's other things that god may be doing in your life like things that you may not see or the things you may not want to be seeing like god is still working and he's going to use like that to like accelerate you and help you um in the long run so do you do you boo girl that's encouraging to me <laughs> that's encouraging to me because even everything just with Noted by Natasha and like the podcast all these different things you were there with, in the, right before I left for South Africa I'm like okay I want to do all this and God was like no and I did not understand the no until coming here and having to grow and like meeting the new friends and pouring into students and doing all these different things it's like there's been so much growth that God had to do that it just wasn't the right time but everything, like you said, everything on social media will always tell you, right now, go do it. And, like, the reality is, like, those are literally just posts written by broken people. Like, then it's not meant in the sense of, like, oh, everything people post is wrong. But just the reality is, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's from the Lord either. You know, like, I love how you said that of, like, okay, going at your own pace and really going at God's pace. Because mm -hmm. if we look at scripture, a lot of times God does what we would call a delay, but he would call right on time. You know, mm -hmm. like, even just thinking about, I've been going through um, Exodus and, like, how Moses, he went to go meet up with God. The whole 40 days and 40 nights in the mountain thing, that was strange because before that, it was, like, a few days at the most, maybe a week that he'll be gone, maybe. So, like, 40 days, they were like, oh, no, he's dead. Like, God didn't kill them. Like, and so, like, their delay led into sin. And so it makes me even, like, think about that. I'm like, okay, yeah, when we think God's delaying, we kind of want to try to do our own thing. 
try to make things happen on our, our own and wear ourselves out or do things that are just out of God's timing and then we're wondering why things aren't working out or even things are working out but we're mentally drained, physically drained, people like we can't be in friendship. Like when we do stuff in God's timing and in God's order, it brings so much more peace. Um, it still may bring some uh, some difficulties, obviously, but there's less uh, chaos, even just with our own own self. So I think that's really good to like get God's timing. Uh, yeah, and when you said like the mentally and physically drained, that made me think to how we have like limits. Like God can do whatever He wants to do. He's like all powerful, and we're not God. So it's like all these things that we want to do, like we may not have the capacity to do it all at the same time and that's okay because only god can like do everything whenever he wants to do it but like we're human because we're not fully god like jesus um so we have like limits like where we do exhaust ourselves um because we're not made to be able to do everything um like god is so that's also like one thing that i've learned and i think would be encouragement is like we're not made to do it all because uh, we're human um and that like the lord will like show us um what we need to do when we need to do it but it's like it kind of reminds me how people say um i don't need sleep i'll sleep when i'm dead mm. no 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 <laughs> you, you need sleep otherwise like you won't be able to survive so it's just like that mentality of like we're human mm. we can't do it all um has also been like a good reminder for me mm-hmm. that's so good it makes you rely on the one who can like mm-hmm. Oh, and it takes off the pressure of like, oh, I have to have it all because of these random people. Who are these people? Who are, I've been wondering that a lot. Who are these people that have been writing these uh, these messages that we keep like reposting on social media? Even the dating ones of like, oh yeah, if your man ain't doing that, like, who are you? Like, excuse you, my life is good. But that's just always so interesting. So where are you at right now in your dream? And how has even Rona changed some of your plans? Okay, so where I'm at now is, yeah, just continuing to write in my dream journal. So as like the different different ideas, different thoughts, different plans, I'm just like writing it all down and taking it in now. Um, and I'm also like starting to think of names for the organization, which I think I might have a name that I want. I don't think it's taken yet. Um, but also starting to think through like what the vision and the mission is of it. So, um, just a lot of those things that I know will be important as far as like, um, branding and becoming like an actual 501c3. I'm just like starting to think of those things now. Um, and even trying to, yeah, think through what is the next step, um, and that. So really just like a space, like Rona has provided a space just for me to like dream more. Um, even like friends are starting to like send me stuff like, Hey, this may be something that interests you. You might check this out. Um, so yeah, just a lot of writing things down, um, which has been really fun of like just writing things down versus just like keeping it all in my mind Mm -hmm. to just be able to look back. Um, I like the different things the Lord has revealed or like showed me. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I think just like the preparation before making like that next step of like reaching out IRS logo, trademark, all those fun, good things that are to come soon. So you're even using terms that like the normal person, AKA me would not know 
are you in, are you educating yourself in this time as well or like did you already know this stuff like what does that look like oh i mean i don't really know much most <laughs> of what i knew about the nonprofit was you have to raise money mm -hmm. um to be able to support the organization but besides that i really didn't know much but i am reading a book now just like a book on the foundations of a 501c3 like what it is how to get it um you say i know i'm like saying the terms i'm forgetting some of them but like how to create like a nonprofit and make it official by like the irs and things like that so um that's what i've been learning um trying not to like overwhelm myself by with too much information right now but just like thinking of like those steps like baby steps little steps um mm -hmm. that will at the end be like very instrumental mm -hmm. um yeah but speaking of baby steps i was trying to think of this song when we were talking about like big and little steps um and how like to the lord they're all big steps but i couldn't think of the song but it's a song by maverick city music mm -hmm. if you have not heard anything from maverick city music Go do it right now. That's for all of you listening, because Tasha's already on too. But everyone listening. Um, but Maverick City and their first album, they came out with a song called Real Thing. Mm -hmm. And like the opening line of the song is Baby Steps, my child. To you, they may be nothing, but you make daddy proud. Mm -hmm. And so that, yeah, that those lines were just so good for me as I like started um dreaming more of like kind of feeling like I'm not getting anywhere, like I'm not doing much right now, but to know like even those baby steps are like honoring and pleasing to the Lord. Um, and so like to me, they may not seem like nothing, but like the Lord is like proud in me even making like those faith steps to do those things. So I guess that would be some encouragement, continued encouragement. Go listen to the song, Real Thing by Math City Music really good um but that yeah we make the lord proud even with those babies air quotes what we think are baby steps but to him they're huge space steps well good well is there anything else that you would want to even tell people um specifically women who are just um in this phase of like maybe where you were a couple years back of like is this could that be a thing i don't know if i want to do that or or maybe there's a few steps Farther than that, I'm like, no, this is exactly what I want to do. I've always wanted to do this. Guys, give me the green light, but I don't know like what that looks like. Like, what would you want them to know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say one thing that just comes off the top of my mind um, is, I guess, in terms of like trusting the Lord. So, right, like He gave me this vision, this dream three years ago. Um, but like, it's taken three years. It wasn't like, okay, he gave me the dream. Like I have to do this right now. Like I have to go after this with all I have. Let me quit my job. Let me do all this right now in this moment. Um, and I think that could be like, obviously with dreams of any sort. So whether that's like you're, um, building a nonprofit, maybe if that's you're single like me and tasha are in the season but if you like have a desire to be married one day um and it's like the lord that or whether it's like um i don't know you want to move across the country you want to move across the world and like you feel like the lord is like guiding you in that direction um and just that the lord can like give us vision but that doesn't mean it's like automatically mm. um which like I want to get this um, nonprofit going. I want to get married, mm -hmm. um, but it's like 
to allow the Lord to work in his timing um, and just like trusting that he knows what's best. Um, Cause I can think like back to 2017 when he first gave me this dream, like I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't like in the space to be able to do something of the sort and even to like be able to process doing something, but just like the things the Lord has used in my life the past three years has gotten me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that same thing in singleness. Like I wanted to get out of college, like be dating someone, get married, well, like right away out of college. Last spring. <laughs> right. I'd be about three kids by now, mm-hmm. but um, the Lord has used like this, time of singleness to really like grow me um and myself first like help me love myself before I can like love another human being so I would say to like not give up on like the desires the Lord has given you um and I say that the Lord has given you because um I know for myself sometimes I can have these own like desires and that's like is that from the Lord or is that my flesh Mm. um so, like, not to give up on the desires the Lord has given you um, and allow him to, like, work and move in his timing. as like, one thing um, that I would encourage. Um, and also to be confident in that, which I think is another, another aspect of, like, the ways that I've grown, which you've seen that firsthand, Tasha. Um, but to... Yeah, and confidence doesn't always come right away. Like, it's still something I'm working on, and I'll probably always be working on in, like, some facet of life. Um, But it's like, if the Lord has given you a dream or a vision, like, you can be confident in that, knowing that he's working on your behalf, Mm -hmm. like, in all the the behind-the-scenes things that we don't see, we may never see or know about. But um, he's working, and he's fighting for you, too. So you can be confident, um, even if, like, seasons may seem, may seem air quotes quiet um that the lord is like working and you can be confident in that that's so good and i'm so glad that you brought up singleness because i totally forgot to ask you about that okay so how has singleness played into this whole dreaming thing like you said having that desire to be married and we even test our a little bit like oh yeah we both went through the struggles and this this, and that like still going through them a little bit like how has singleness um, played a role in like your dream. Yes, I think singleness is a constant roller coaster, like the highs and the lows. And I think even as far as like with my dream, like there's been some highs and lows in that. So with that, I think yeah, after having been on like some dating apps, um, of like having to say no to dating apps because it's like I need to right now give this time and attention to um, what the Lord is birthing in this um, basketball organization and not be worried about like, oh, if I meet a guy in LA, then how does that work? Like he would have to move to Arizona. Like why, why, why am I thinking about that? Like me and this dude, we've been talking for two days. This isn't a dude, this hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. But it's like me and this dude have been talking for two days. And it's like, instead of being, um, committed and giving my attention to the basketball academy. Now I'm thinking about like this dude that I just was talking to for two days and like, oh my gosh, how is our lives going to work together? Mm-hmm. And so I felt the Lord being a, like, squash that, get off the dating apps and just focus on building um, this basketball organization. And if I bring someone your way, they'll be in the city that you'll be in and you don't have to worry about all that. So again, I say like roller coaster up and down because it's like, 
sometimes I try and do things my way. I'm human um, and broken, but sometimes I try and do things my way and even try and manipulate the Lord and be like, well, I can make this work. Um, I can do this and do that and make it work and make it fit my life versus giving the Lord control um, to do what he wants to do um, and not make something fit, but make something like a relationship, like be like, it doesn't have to fit in anything. It just is. Has the desire for a husband ever, um, ever like what made you like fear, like starting this organ, starting this organization, has this ever made you like, do a pause or feel like, oh, I need to switch a part of your life. Like, has that ever come into your mind at all? Yeah, I, I would say yes. And that was as a result of being on dating app. Because mm -hmm. um, I would like talk to God. Like I briefly, maybe for like a month, like um, got to know this guy and he's um, in Las Vegas. And so I'm like, I actually, I think we have, like gotten to know each other for a month or two. So it's like, you know, me in the back of my mind starting to think like, oh my gosh, well, I'll have to do things differently for my basketball academy. Um, like it may not work this way in LA so it, or in Las Vegas. So it's like, even though the Lord gave me like these desires and like this vision, I was in a way like already preparing myself to like twist it so that it could fit in like this Las Vegas context with this guy. So I for sure, did experience some of that and dating apps was like the cause of it, I guess to say, um, but just having to like say no to dating apps, not to say dating apps are not good. I, I was on, I can list a bunch of different ones. I wouldn't say dating apps are bad. And like, if you're on them and if you feel like the Lord leading you to be on them, go for it. But I just like didn't feel the Lord leading me to be on them. So yeah, I just feel like getting off of those dating apps just gave me so much more freedom to just um, dream and write whatever the Lord was coming to my mind without having to think in the back of my mind, like, will this fit this context for where this guy is at? Or will I be able to do this in this city where it's like, nope, I know what the Lord's telling me so I can be able to like focus on exactly that. No, that's good. I think uh, even just a, a simple way of saying it is like, whether it was dating apps or dating a person or meeting whoever, it, there were distractions. It wasn't like a, a good time in your life. Like God was calling you mm -hmm. to focus on dreaming and you were focused on these distractions. And so like, even though it being your friend, it was still good for you of like putting yourself out there. And like, I think, I think God still used it to help you like grow just in your, in your courage and just in your, as you, as a woman. Um, but like the reality was like, okay, like he had, you had to come to that, that perspective. Um, and so even just for those listening, thinking through like, okay, like what's the, the timing even goes into just like when, when it comes to a singles of like, okay, is this a good time for me to date? Like, um, and for some people that might be like, it might be your, the reason that like everything is kind of chaotic right now is because you're either ending a relationship or beginning one. And God's like, this isn't the time to do whatever versus, um, it might be the opposite. It might be similar to, to Gabby. So even just keeping that in mind too, of like, um, I think there's a slide that like, we have to choose one or the other, my dreams or a man. And it's like, or, okay, again, that's us trying to. Um, conduct everything in our life or do everything for our life and like whatever it's like God can do whatever he wants at any time that he wants with whoever he mm -hmm. wants and so it's mm -hmm. like at the right timing I'm speaking over your life that you will have that like husband that boo thing okay that man 
raining men. Okay, <laughs> but like, but at the right timing, um, yeah, they even and even that you guys can complement each other with like your passions and your desires and stuff. And so even just- Compliment, yes. Come on, come on, compliment, all right? <laughs> um, even in the midst of like, even just where you live and stuff. Cause I think, yeah, five years, um, five years from now, God can be calling you to something else that, ha that happens to match up with what he's calling him to, like calling whoever to of like, oh yeah, we need to be in this space. But um, so yeah, I think that's really good to keep in mind, especially like those who've been listening, who've been reading along with Nota by Natasha, like strong, solid, single women who love the Lord. Um, who are now transitioning and trying to figure things out. Like, yeah, this is a, a big part of who we are. Like, we are we are single, and it's not necessarily like, I shouldn't say that, it's a big part of our life. Like, being single sets us up for a lot of good things, sets us up for a lot of hardships, like, and so it plays into us following our dreams. Um, so I think you said that well of like, either way, like, it, depending on where you live at too, that this plays a big part of it, and like, what do you want in life? And then what is mm -hmm. that you to versus like, cause like there are some, I have some friends who like have like whatever type of job and it's cool and everything, but they always want to be a wife and a mother. So it doesn't really matter to them. They always, like I have one friend specifically who like, yeah, like my job and everything, but I've always wanted to support my husband, whoever he would be. Mm -hmm. like, That's dope. I want to do that and also have my own stuff, but like, but and neither are right or wrong, but it's just like, okay, if, if my, if my desire comes from the Lord. It's like, God's calling me to something specific. I need to hold tight to that, even as I'm trying to date, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so I think that's wise of like, yeah, no, actually I can't be bending this dream that God has for me or whatever. Like I got, to, I need to hold tight to this until the Lord make the closes doors or open doors. So I think that's really good. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I think that is everything. Um, thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add to like anything else you want to share with people? I don't even know where I kind of did that question, but any last minute comments, whatever. Well, I think my last words would be um, of just thinking of like one of my passions that I shared is just like dignity and worth. Mm -hmm. And so just for everyone listening, every girl, every woman, just to know that, um, yeah, you are worth so much. Um, and it's not because of what you do. It's not because of this dream or it's not because of this desire or whatever, but it's because you just are. Um, and if you are a follower of Jesus too, it's because you are a daughter of a king. And that means you are a princess. Um, and yeah, you just have so much significant and worth. And so I just want you to know that, um, yeah, whatever dreams you have, go after them. Um, whatever job, anything you have, like you're worth so much um, and you can do it because the Lord is there with you. So you matter and don't let anyone tell you that you don't matter um, because you do. Beautifully said. There's a, um, a verse that I'm looking up because I want to make sure I get it right. Um, that says, my salvation and my significance depend ultimately on God. The core of my strength and my shelter is in the one true God. Psalm 62, 7. Like, I, that is just like screams worth and value. Um, and so if that is, if the God of the universe says that about you, that your salvation, that all, all that your significance is wrapped up in who he says you are and that you are loved and forgiven and accepted and worthy, that you can do anything that he calls you to. Mm -hmm. So. Thank you so much, Gabby, for being on this episode of Another by Natasha and Friends. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited just to be in 
in this stage of your journey with your dream. I know it's going to be amazing when it fully comes about, but to see you grow, um, to see you like trust the Lord deeper and to be so much more courageous in the whole time you're being courageous, but even taking this, um, beginning to even be more fearless, I should say, um, because of what you've seen God do. It's just a privilege. So thanks for joining. And we know that you'll be back. <laughs> yes, I was hoping you would say that. Ah! <laughs> of course. We have so much more to talk about. But yeah. Oh, 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 oh,